This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 50 bucks at Win and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your deposit up to 100 bucks. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure you don't forget to go download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, DJs. I don't even know if we're doing a quick preview of uh, the debacle over the weekend, uh, but it's uh, it's time for the Memorial, baby, an actual good tournament. It's your boy, Boston Capper, God of Golf himself, Steve Shimmer, special guest, BK. What's up, man? How you guys doing? Uh, it's been a long time coming to be on an actual podcast with Steve. Um, so I'm glad we, you know, we could join together. He is obviously my boss. So, you know, I, I got to show up tonight. I got to impress. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll definitely be uh, correcting you on your grammar, uh, and passive voice usage tonight too. No, I, I honestly was trying to think of a reason to get out tonight, either seasonal allergies or, you know, my kid was sick or anything like that. But no, unfortunately, I just got to sit down with you tonight. So I guess I'll Isn't just suffer the- through it. Isn't the kid is sick, like, just, like, the best excuse? Like, isn't that, like, half the reason why people have kids is that you just have an excuse to get out of everything? So you can use it so much, but then you're, like, putting bad karma on the uh, and then True. You know True. what I mean? Okay. And then, then you All really right. get the sick kid, like, and then it's really miserable. Like, depending on the age of the sick kid, like, you don't want to you don't want to play with fire when they're, like, a toddler or a baby. Like, that, that's uh, playing with fire. No, no, the, the, the play is I can't find a babysitter. That's, that's, that's how you that's get out cool. of stuff. Sorry, don't everybody watch my kids. Don't you have an 18 year old? Yeah, yeah, she's busy too. Sorry, can't come. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know where she is. So. Exactly. All right, so Cursor, how was uh, how was your Memorial Day weekend, buddy? Anything uh, exciting? It was good. Um, you know, I like the three day weekends because I get to drink and watch uh, golf on Sunday. You know, normally I you know I don't drink on Sundays. You know, got to get into the re- week on the right foot. Um, so I'm glad I had like half a sweat. On Sunday, coming down, I had Davis and HV3. And, um, you know, it was obviously disappointing, but obviously you guys know, I think there's like a misconception out there as to when like an outright is like a bad beat or like they should have won. Like just because someone's leading on the 12th hole of a tournament does not mean like they're going to go on to win or that like you should be upset that they lost. It's ridiculous. The things I see on Twitter and the DMS I get, like if that happened on 17 and 18, okay, that's one thing, but there's a lot of golf left to be played at that point. Yeah. Especially because like, it was really difficult coming down the stretch. I think every single hole after hole 12 played like significantly over par come down the stretch. So, I mean, listen, who among us hasn't gone 33, 45. You know, on the back nine, everything. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be doing fucking cat wheels if I did thirty three forty five. Okay. All right, well there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that was a. Uh, I, I didn't see most of Sunday. I did catch uh, some of Varner's uh, collapse, and uh, you know, it is what it is. So he it is what it is. Yeah, he's put out his position though. Like, I, I know he's not going to listen to this. So, what does it matter? Was Nagel's right? Like, is no. Nagel's right? No, like, he's not I don't right. know really. No. Like, that was kind of a tough showing. Um, there's some, you know, some evidence there that, uh, he is not the closer. Yeah. No, that, no, uh, no. I mean, I would agree with that. The fact that he, I, so I was in Universal and like the kids were napping and getting ready to go to the pack and me and Andy were texting back and forth about HV3, right? And, and you know, he tripled that or whatever he did when he four putted. I was like, this is fucking gross. Like whatever. And then all of a sudden I get to the pack and I check the thing and I'm like, what the fuck happened? How was my top 20 bet torch? Yeah. Like, yeah. like that was the most amazing, that was the most amazing thing. Like I don't, that you can be pissed about, right? Not winning is yeah. one thing, but to be at the top of the fucking leaderboard on hole 12. And blow a top twenty bet. That is, um, I'm irritated with my boy. Yeah, and you're right. Listen, he's just not a closer. He's just not. I know. I know. He blew. I think it was plus two fifty for me. So it reminds <laughs> me of when Bryce. I think it reminds me of like when Bryson was first and Tory Pines. Then he went to thirteen. I think he finished outside the top twenty two. So anybody who had that that way, that that is the worst. So I yeah, I, I was I on the top twenty there. It was you know we were on the trifecta <laughs> there. All of us had the ticket. Yep. Uh, but you know that's you know you get over these things. It's Ejected not a big deal. From- Ejected from DraftKings. Completely ejected. But what I was most mad about was that when Davis Riley had that one-shot lead, this guy DMs me, and he sends me, like, three Davis Riley tickets, like, cropped and everything. 
And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, dude, one, I don't care. Like, I legitimately don't care. Two, like, don't send that to me. Like, that is just the worst juju karma mush thing you can do. And, like, why are you sending it to me? Like, it's just ridiculous. And I told him right away, I said, dude, like, thanks for, like, just ruining this for everybody. Like, and it's for 12 holes. Just, just as a side note, do you think it's like Kai just listened to like our golf gambling podcast and then listen to us talk about like when people send us stuff and then all of a sudden we think that that like triggers like something in motion? Like it's, it is bizarre though. I think it just like makes us, I just, I think it just makes us more upset and frustrated because just golf can just be so random and volatile that we just look at anything to blame at that point. But I, I mean, I, I bet that's why I, that's why yeah, that's why I stay out of Slack on fucking Thursdays if I have any first-round leader live. I don't even go read anything because I know somebody's mushing something somewhere. Stay off of Twitter for the most part. Like, like I just – because you're right. Like, I, listen, it, it's ridiculous that we think this, but whatever. I think it, so it is what it is. Like, I yeah, don't want to be – I think he's still ejects, but, like, you just don't put that energy – out there, like act like you've been there before. How about that like, asshole announcer? There's been no ball out of bounds on this hole all fucking weekend. Thanks, thanks for telling us that. Like I don't yeah. care, man. He already fucking put it out of bounds. Yeah, I had him and HV3 and completely ejected me on fucking out, out of any decent money on fucking Sunday on defense. Yeah, so I, I want to I want to talk about Sam Burns for a second because yeah. this kind of goes back to Homa at. Um, Wells Fargo, and there's two simple questions you can ask yourself when going through the outright board. Is this a good number, and do they win? And both times with Homa and Sam Burns last week, they were both at good numbers, and they both win, and none of us were on it. So I think sometimes we overcomplicate things, but I think those are two very good questions to ask, and it turned out to be profitable over the last month. Yeah, I mean, I know I did. I, I said on the Sunday preview, I really like Sam Burns this week. And did I bet him at all or have anything? No, I didn't. I'm not sure where the went wrong in the process, but I just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, at the end of the day, he was seven back heading into Sunday. Like, and usually, I think over the last two years, it's only happened three times. Someone more than five has ended up winning. But. And up until those last two putts Shuffler made that were over 10 feet for pa. He made like 28 feet of putts the fucking whole day. Yeah. He just couldn't putt. I mean, it was really, Scheffler gave it away. Like, he didn't choke it away. He just gave it away. Like, he, was, he didn't putt good on Saturday either. Right. So, all right. Why don't we put that to bed? Why don't we transition to uh, the memorial? So, Kirshner, uh, I know your article is going to come out tomorrow. It's a great article. It's going to kind of summarize exactly what you're looking for. But uh, can you just tell our audience just what you're looking for this week as far as guys that you want to fill your DFS lineup with? Yeah, obviously this course is a, a complete test of golf. You're going to have to be immaculate from tee to green. Um, and again, this is another course we're seeing. We're kind of on a run of these where it, the winning score is not going to get, I don't think it's going to get over minus 15. So guys that can avoid bogeys, save par. And I think that a lot of the courses and stuff that we've seen recently are kind of a good barometer of like this week, there's been a lot of difficult bent courses. Recently, we have Wells Fargo, we have the PGA Championship, and we have last week. Those are all bent courses. Those are all difficult tests. So guys, obviously, that are playing well. Um, recently, you know, obviously, you've talked about it. It's been out there, but these fairways are a little bit forgiving, but there's obviously thick rough, so you can kind of get away with a little bit more off the tee, but these greens are super quick. They're small. They're surrounded by rough. And it, it's just going to be a, a really tough test. So, you know, again, guys that kind of just have played well recently on similar types of tracks and difficult tests of, of golf. you have any thoughts of course history, seeing how we play here every fucking year? Well, I mean, again, you just want to bet that you, you give the reasons that you want for the specific guys. There's some guys that have excellent course history that I, I want to bet, but at the same time, there's some elite talent that haven't shown that they can kind of do it here, but maybe that can change this week. But there seems to be a, a lot of repeat winners um, at Mirfield. Okay. Cantley doesn't count as a repeat winner, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, Tiger doesn't either because he's been a repeat winner at a lot of places too. Yeah, to sum it up, I'm just looking for like Tiger comps. Kind okay. Of. Oh, perfect. Like, he's played well here, so yeah. I just kind of guys that are like Tiger kind of yeah. work for me. Littered, littered throughout. I mean, yeah, littered throughout, especially at the top of the board. Rob, Tiger number two, obviously. 
That's why we pay you the big bucks at SGP to give you hard-hitting analysis like that. Give me the Tiger Woods type. So <laughs> okay. why don't we take our first break, and then we'll dive right into it. All right, let's you guys get to make sure you get down on wins. $50 to win $200 bet promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies for up to $200 in free bet, plus win bet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to a G. And all users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-leg or longer build-your-own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer during the NBA playoffs, where my Celtics are going to the finals to probably get their doors blown off by the Golden State Warriors. The match is coming to the win, and you can bet on it on win bet. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are minus 200 favorites over Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at plus 165. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download win bet or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where the playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Well, we kick up $10,000 range. We got to start with John Rahm at 11-1, Roy McIlroy at 10-9, Patrick Cantlay at 10-7, Kyle Morikawa at 10-4, Xander Shoffley at 10-2. So, Brian, our very special guest, why don't you kick it off tonight? Who's one guy you really like in this range and one guy you're fading? This is, uh, I think this is a really tough range this week. Obviously, there's a case to be made for all of these golfers. I wrote up Xander. Now, here's the thing. I was looking on Fantasy National. I don't think I'm alone in thinking that Xander is the best play at the top at 10-2. I think given his price point and his course history and how he's been playing, like I just think that a lot of people are going to kind of want to save a little bit of money here and play Xander. So I expect the ownership to be high, but again, he's finished top 15 in his last three starts here. Steve, you did your article um, you know, over the winter about you play Xander on difficult, long, bet grass golf courses. So it checks out that his results have been great here. And then again, his last two starts, fifth at Byron and 13th at the PGA, um, you know, gaining a lot of strokes, ball striking, and he's played well here. So Xander, again, I think that his ownership is going to be high, but I believe that he's the, the best play in the, in the 10K range. Okay. Fade, I, I like it. No, you know it's fine. I, I, I can't really like. I can't really give a massive case to fade anyone. If I had to pick someone, I would pick Colin Morikawa. Obviously, he's been going through a lot of difficulties with the putter recently. Um, you know, obviously lost in a playoff here last year, but I don't know if he's the type of player that can just flip. I switch on the putter, and this is going to be the course that he's just always going to putt well at. Something seems fundamentally uh, wrong right now uh, with Collins uh, flat stick. Okay. All right, Capper, what about you? So I like Xander, too. I just want to point out that you – now I know outright is different than DFS, but you literally said bet guys who win. Do you consider Xander a guy who wins, Brian? No, I, I don't, but, <laughs> you, you know, to start your DFS line, I will not be betting him outright, full no. stop. Yeah. But uh, as your first guy in, get a couple of 9K guys in there, I, I yeah. think it could work. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So I like Xander, too, for all the reasons that he said. Um, I mean, he's obviously 11th in approach. He's real good around the green. His courses are here. You can't ignore, right? I, I mean, it's almost – these are the courses where we're able to be able to see what guys have done. And, the course, I know it went through a modification last year, um, but he did well last year with modification, too. So I'm not worried about it. He's, he's nice and comfy here. Um, another guy I like since he already talked about Xander is I'm going back to the well with Cantlay. Uh, I don't think any, I don't think a lot of guys are going to play him just because he looked so bad uh, at the PGA Championship. But he looked okay at Heritage. He's got an unbelievable course history here. Um, asterisk win, uh, another win. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, look, if he's going to come in anywhere between like 10 and 13 percent, and, you know, maybe even lower, depending on how people want to build this, how comfortable they get with some of these guys in the sevens as the week go on. Um, I'm willing to go back uh, to Cantley. And as far as a fade, uh, I don't know. I, I could never figure Rory out, so I'm going to fucking fade Rory. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Kirshen, while I respond to Morikawa, and your contention that he can't just turn it on. So let's look over some results the last couple of years with him. So... The two tournaments heading into the WGC workday, Jack Nicholas, by the way, he lost 2.7 strokes per round putting over in Dubai. He lost another 1.8 per round at Riviera, came back the next week and won. Uh, we have him at the Scottish Open, lose 1.8 per round there, and they end up winning the Open Championship the following week. He lost 
in three straight tournaments heading into the 2021 Memorial, and they have finishing second there. So you know what? There is something, I think, too, that he gets on some of these greens that he's more comfortable with. He can turn it on. And I think I would, I was just kind of committed at this point that I was just going to bet Morikawa or play Morikawa regardless of what happens. But you've been hitting the ball fine. He's been very good at some of these Nicholas tracks. The ownership is not crazy on him either. I, I thought it was going to be a little higher just because of how that narrative of Nicholas and Morikawa and never, you know, just play those guys. I'm just going to play him. And then I think my fate is Rory. I'll expand a little bit more on my coach just punting on it. I mean, look, it, it's, it's difficult to fade. Like there's, I'm nitpicking a little bit as far as like, you know, it is important to keep the ball in the fairway here in Murfield Village. Rory is most inaccurate of all these guys. He's been riding a lot of his recent successes, iron playing around the green game. He's actually about field average in his career in strokes gain approach at Murfield Village. He's losing strokes around the green in his career there too. So maybe this is kind of a situation where, you know, maybe some of the momentum gets, you know, stalled a little bit. Maybe it's like a T18 finish and at 10-9, I don't really want that. So, um, I guess that's my fate in this range. So, so what about the fact that this is not a major? Like, I feel like that has to work well for Rory, uh, this week. I mean, he, he's due for a win. It's not going to happen at a major. So like, why not this week? I feel like that, that could be something working in his favor. I love it. I mean, I'm just looking at his career results. He hasn't had a top 10 here since 2018, and it's just – listen, it's a, I'm picking this. I know he's been very good. I'm just try, – I'm trying to eliminate a guy in this range, and he's the guy I like the least, and I think he's like the second most popular. So that's my fade in this range. Okay. All right. Let's move down to $9,000 range. Capper, why don't you kick it off? What about one guy you like, one guy you're fading? So, I mean, this, I'm just going back to Hideki. It's the same reason that I trust Cantlay. Like, he is, he's, his ball striking's fine. Uh, I just don't know if he's healthy and if I'm going to get an ownership discount on him. He's still sixth in approach on the field. His around the green game is underrated. He's good out of the sand. Um, he looked like shit at the PGA, but he got the bad draw. T3 at the Byron Nelson, 14, uh, at the Masters at a course that he's got a top 10 here. I think he came in sixth, uh, 28. 2019. Um, yeah, man. I mean, look, it's just a matter of guys around him are going to suck up all this ownership. Like Fitzpatrick's not going to stay as low owned as he is. Shane Lowry's going to be fucking uber chalk. Um, really, I was bet- deciding between Will Z, Hovland, and Decky, and I can see a case for all three of those guys. And I just decide. I mean, I'll I'll have a little bit of all three of these guys, but I I like Decky the most. Okay, who are you fading this range? I'm going to fade my boy Lowry. Uh, it's, uh, I hate it, but if he's going to come in at 20%, Jane Lowry at 20%, I know he's been playing good and his worst has been at the, at the PGA, but I don't know. What's his course history here? It's, 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 it's yeah. top five here last year. Yeah. yeah I, I think that know. was his best career finish of that. Yeah. Game. I don't know. It's just a feeling on him, man. Like, I, listen, I back, I back Lowry all the time. And, uh, I just, I can't get there at 20% ownership. I just can't. When I think I can, Sanji, I think is going to, less next range, but I think he'll play well. Um, and I think he's going to get overlooked sandwiched between Lowry and, and Young. So, I mean, Lowry could be, what, the second or third highest, if not the highest on play on the slate? Possibly. It's, it's, it's looking that way. So, no, okay. All right. I mean, I was, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised that Hovland's ownership is so low. I mean, we all want to knock him for the around the green game. And, I mean, it's valid. It's trash. It's disastrous. I, I guess why I might like him a little bit this week is, A, he's not generally out of popularity. And this was a guy like three months ago that I think everybody was, was dying to play. I mean, he'd won three times his past five starts. Um, what I what I think I like about Hovland this week is so – notoriously Murfield Village, it's very difficult around the green. And I can recall back at Bay Hill, no one was getting up and down. And maybe that brought everybody down to his level a little bit as far as, well, he was hitting more greens than anybody. He was hitting the ball better than anybody. The fact that it's just really difficult, especially out of some of these bunkers and out of this really thick rough around the green – you know, I mean, maybe that's going to give him a shot. If you look at his career here, is he's actually about field average around the green in his career at Murfield Village. He hits the ball great tee to green there. So, and I know he's got that third place finish. It's the Workday Charity Open. I know that was a little different course setup. It was a little easier. But, I mean, conceptually wise, it's still like 
keeping the ball in play. He can do that off tees. He's actually very accurate. He's a great iron player. If it plays difficult around the green, kind of like what it did at Bay Hill, maybe that's not so bad for him. He kind of get a good finish. So I like him. And then my fade, it, it's Cam Smith. I think he just doesn't like this golf course for whatever reason. So it was an over a stroke tee degree in his career, Mirfield Village in 16 rounds. Maybe it's because he's really inaccurate off the tee and hitting out of that deep ryegrass rough gives him trouble. Never really hit his irons very well here either. Really bad around the green, too. He's losing about half a stroke per round around the green in his career, and he just never really put well at this place. And I know he's a different player right now, but some guys just have golf courses they don't like that fit their eye, and maybe this is one of them. So I'll just fade Cam Smith. Yeah, Steve, I think the the Hovland take around the green, I think that's very valid. This place has proven to be one of the most difficult um, around the green tests uh, on tour. So I think that kind of neutralizes uh, things a little bit. Cam Smith, like you guys know, I love him. I know Capper loves him yeah. because he, he's cashed just some tickets. <laughs> yep. I like fun again, fundamentally DraftKings. I, I don't know if I'll be there, but I have to bet him. I have to bet Cam Smith after such a immaculate ball striking performance at the PGA championship. Like I just think the same thing happened with Cantley last year. He hit the ball really great at the PGA, uh, but his result wasn't anything amazing. And uh, then he comes out and wins. But in, in theory, this should be a pretty great course for Cam Smith. And I don't know why it hasn't been I, I think in his career. I think it's just because he's he's wild off the tee. Even when he wins, he's wild off the tee. Think about coming down the stretch of TPC on on. I know, but these fairways are a little bit more forgiving. Like that should play into his hands. And I don't know if the Cam Smith is wild off the tee. Like how long we can keep that going? Like given how well he has been driving the ball, Um, and he was really great at the PGA driving the ball. And he talked about in his presser about how he focused all week on trying to be more straight off the tee and not have as much distance. So I don't know. It 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 seems like it should be a good spot for him, but I just think how well he hit the ball, I just have to bet him outright just as a just so I could sleep at night if it didn't <laughs> if it didn't work out. Okay. Um but I would say my favorite play in the nine K range is going to be Zalatoris. I'm going back to him. He's a bad ex girlfriend, but I don't care. I'm ready to be hurt again. Like I think this is a spot that going forward in the next five years, this is going to be a course that he can excel at. A longer test, a lot of approach shots, over one seventy five, fast undulating, uh uh bent greens again. I think there's something to it with him. Um, on these fast undulating bent greens. And honestly, I think that his ownership is going to be a little bit lower and subdued this week, given the fact that he burned a lot of people at the PGA and he's off a miscut on a course that in theory should be a good spot for him. But again, we're talking, you know, I like quotes. I like a narrative. He talked about a lot how upset he was at the miscut at the Byron Nelson and that got him angry and he started working on his putting a lot more. So again, a difficult test winning score minus 13. I think that's kind of an event he can win um, a lot of long irons. I like him um, with those obviously. And I think I'm just betting on the fact that over the next, he's only played here once 2017 throw it out. It was a while ago, but I just think this is a spot that's going to line up well for him. Um, in years to come, fade, can't fade Lowry, obviously. I think this might be a situation where everyone's saying he's going to be, I don't get it, because on DraftKings outright, he's like 20 to 1, but he's 9K flat, a clear misprice. So I don't think that works in favor for his ownership this week, given how he just shouldn't be $9,000. It makes no sense. Yeah, so listen, I guess I don't like fading Lowry. Like, I love Lowry, like, root for him, but. As a straight ownership play, like if he's going to be that chalky, like I can, I can move on and find somewhere else. And before we move on to this, right, Steve, you're not talking about Fitz. You're not talking about your boy at all. No one's talking about Fitz. I mean, are you slow playing this now? Like I don't get it. No, I'm not, I'm not slow playing. I'm, I didn't bet him outright. I mean, I think he was 28 to one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just, I don't know. I might, it might be a positional for me. 
Maybe if I guess you get top 20 number on him, but otherwise. I, I don't like, I don't know what event he's going to win. Like, I, I don't want to gross. World. I don't want to like overreact. Like I don't want to overreact a thing, but I just I don't know if he's going to have a better opportunity to win a golf tournament than Wells Fargo a couple weeks ago. Like winning score minus eight. He's in it. Not a stacked field. Wasn't going up against any super elites. I just you know again if the winning score is going to be a little bit like like Steve where where do you see the the winning score um at this week if you had to give a, a prediction well i mean i think it it depends on if they're going to get some rain this week i didn't see a whole lot of wind in the forecast either so yep. i think maybe I mean, I know Cantley got it up to like 19 under a couple of years ago. I don't know if it's going to be that high because I think some of the changes they made by lengthening it made it a little difficult. I had maybe 15 under is my guess. 15, 16. I don't, I don't think it's going to be all that difficult. I mean, remember last year, like Rob was at what, 18 under? Yeah. And yeah. he, I don't know, maybe, he gets, maybe he gets a couple of shots back and he finishes 16. Cantley finishes at 13. Yeah. So I, I think like mid teens probably. Yeah. I, I just I don't know if Fitz like can yeah. do it. Like I, yeah. I just I just don't know. So I, I'm not I would rather bet a lot of and play a lot of guys in that range over Fitz. So I guess he would be my fave, but I don't think he's a bad top twenty or top ten play nope. because I'm sure he will be there. I think he's okay. a good positional play. I just wanted Steve's take because that was his boy. And when it looked like he was gonna win the other week and he didn't bet him outright pre tournament, I was just in hysterics, laughing. <laughs> when that was the only guy that fit every single criteria. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You gotta be fucking kidding. So. All right, why don't we take uh, another break, and then we'll uh, start breaking down the 8,000 hours. Right All right, well, listen, you guys already know about Sleepers, the fastest-growing platform, uh, fantasy platform with millions of players. You probably already use a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, the Dynasty League effort, SGPN. It's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere between two and over 20 times the money you put in. And the main reason I'm excited about the over-under app on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride together. Stop what you're doing and go download the Sleeper app and play the new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on the mobile phone, uh, go join our listener group league group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Can I just can I, can I just comment on the playoffs here real quick? Um, so, Kirsch, are you still watching this? Yeah. Okay. So this has got to be Gary Bettman, right? Like, I have never seen this many penalties called on a home team in a game seven. Like, they they want – and they want the Rangers to go through because they know bigger market conspiracy, the market, bigger yeah. market. I mean, yeah. it's just clear as day, clear as day. I don't know why I didn't see it. I don't know why I didn't see it. Tough, 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 tough scene, tough scene. Gary Bettman joining the NBA with fixed games. Awesome. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. That's fine. All right. Back to the $8,000 range. So, you know, we're going to two guys. We like one guy. I don't. So kind of similar to who were we talking about that? We couldn't figure out why they hadn't been very good here. And like it, it's like Cam Smith. Cam Cam Smith. Smith. Okay, yeah. so you kind of can say the same thing about Sungjae. I think I figured out why. Because conceptually, you want a guy who keeps the ball in play off the tee, and then you want a good iron player, good scrambler. Typically, is Sungjae. So I dug into a little bit to his course history as far as what ailed him, and he hits his irons like dog shit here for whatever reason. I think he loses a ton of strokes. And I think his last three. I think he has three appearances here, or maybe four. Um. Really bad iron play. I looked back at how he was trending in those tournaments leading up. He was struggling with the irons in most of those tournaments leading up to it. So maybe, like, I don't think this is a golf course where you're going to figure things out with your irons just going to suddenly click. Um, coming into this one, though, he's in his irons a lot better. Maybe that is what he needs to actually do a little better here. Because everything else, I mean, he gains off the tee his historically here. He gains around the green here. He struggles with the putter, but that also can be, you know, like putting. We've seen bad putters or guys struggling with the putter and can turn it around. That has been the areas he's been struggling recently in. I think he gained, what, like nine strokes tee to green last week and lost with the putter. Yep. 
So I am banking on it, it could go either way. Maybe this just is a golf course that just doesn't fit his eye from the fairway. Could be. Maybe that's why he just always struggles. Maybe it's because he's always been struggling coming in. I'm going to bang on the fact he's hitting his irons pretty well his last couple of tournaments, hitting the ball great. Maybe I can turn around. And he does have a win on Nicholas. I mean, he won the Honda Classic, so I'll go with that. Um, I mean, I have nothing bad to say about Cam Young. He's drawn a lot of ownership, and I like him a lot this week. But, I mean, I think Davis Riley has been almost as impressive over his last, like, month or so as Cam Young has. Just churn out top tens. Gaining a ton of strokes T to green. I guess his one weakness is around the green. That's technically, I think, over his last 50 rounds, um, about field average, but he's gained strokes around the green eight of his last 10 events. Um, a comp course, at least per data golf that they like as far as like similar types of guys and similar things that they value do well is Innisbrook and he lost in a playoff there. I think he's going to do well this week and keep it rolling. I know that's Kirschner's boy. He wrote him up last week. I'm probably going to expect that he's going to write him up again this week, maybe. So I like Davis Riley, and I think he's about half the ownership of Cam Young. So I'll go with that. And then I guess my fade, I mean, I'm sorry. I lost my page. <laughs> um, probably Corey Connors. I mean, the core sister here is kind of meh. The irons have been trending down for a while. That's actually now um, – it's, it's not quite liability territory, but it's not quite as good as what it used to be. Uh, he's never really been very good around the green here. So – I think just with that, I think he's going to drop probably like 10, 11% ownership just because this guy's like, oh, he's, he's accurate. He's going to hit a lot of fairways. I guess it's the guy I don't like in this range. So that's my fave. Okay. I, I love it. I want to say that I think Corey Connors will finish dead last this week because wow. I've, been going in, I've been going back and forth with Andy and my friends are like, Corey, and Corey Connors is not the play this week. 60 to 1 outright DFS. I don't like it. He made perfect sense last week, uh, two weeks ago, uh, at the PGA Championship. Was not great. You got the bad um, wave, man. Bad He was bad in a bad ball. wave. I don't care. He was like literally like <laughs> actually like plus 11. Like something's oh, wrong there. So I'm good on Corey Connors. And Steve, I'm glad that, that you have a very hard stance on fading Corey Connors this week because that's what you said. It was a hard stance. You are going out of your way to fade Corey Connors this week, right? That's yes, I am going out of my way to fade Corey Connors. <laughs> Love it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Kershaw, what about you? Or two guys you like and one guy you're fading? All right, so I'm definitely playing Seamus Power. Uh, I really like the results that I've seen from him in his last two starts. Uh, 17th at Byron Nelson, 9th at the PGA. He gained in every single category um, at the PGA. Again, another long, difficult, bent course. Um, I like that he had the week off last week. Um, and, you know, he's shown up to big events. Like, it was his first Masters um, that he played in, you know, made the cut, finished top 35, uh, really nice showing at the PGA Championship. Kind of was in a lull after that kind of meltdown at Pebble Beach, but he's been a guy that has proven that he can consistently top 20, so an 8K flat, that's a no-brainer for me. I really like Seamus Power. Um, Cam Young, you know, again, I think, He's going to be popular, but he really, he was, you know, he was chalk at the Wells Fargo and he definitely paid it off. Uh, he was like 14% uh, at the PGA, but again, I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a lot more popular um, than he was. But I mean, just the pure ball striking numbers from him are just fantastic. And I'm just hoping that. He's going to win soon and that he's going to figure out the putter and that he can putt well enough to win this week and maybe get a, a breakout win. And again, I think that uh, I, I like that he had a little bit of a, a week off. Davis Riley, Steve, does it concern you? He's played every event since the Mexico Open. He's young. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> do we ever not play Sungjae for that reason? Maybe but he's the same no, guy. But I, Davis, look. I actually I think he will play well, but was the team event the week before Mexico? Yeah, yes. I guess so. So yeah. he's so team event Mexico Byron PGA, um, what Charles Schwab, Schwab. and then this that's six events in a row. Um, I'll talk to his trainer. I'll try and get a little bit of inside info if he can keep this going. Um, but six events in a row is tough. But 
so I'll have to fade on that specific reason is that he has played too much golf recently. Too wow, you are hopping golf. off your boy. No, yeah. he's like he won't win this. Something you have absolutely no idea about. <laughs> he, can't, he, not, he can't keep it up. His his like um, white blood cells and stuff. They just they aren't where they need to be right now. So I, I'm a little bit worried. But ownership play makes total sense to play him. Over okay. Him, yeah. All right. I'll give you that. All right, Capper. How about you? Uh, so I'm with you, Steve, on Sanjay for all the reasons you said, man. Uh, I like him a lot this week. His ownership is still going to be down, even though he showed out last week. You know, I was worried about him coming back from uh, COVID. He lost almost three strokes by. I don't give a shit about that. Like, he hit the ball really well. Um, and if I can get him around 10% ownership, um, he's great at gaining, uh, gaining greens and regulation. Like, his irons really do look sharp. Uh, so yeah, I love Sunjay this week. Uh, and I'm going with Homa too, man. Like, Homa probably it might end up being a little chalky, but I mean, we talk about hard courses. I mean, he's got two wins on very hard courses, right? And he's great on the approach play. He looked blah at, uh, at the Schwab, but just won the Wells, looked good at PGA. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I can't make a case not to play him. Um, I just, I, it, can either of you guys make a case not to play Homa on a tough course with Ben Greens and that he wins tough golf courses? He wins tough golf courses with stiff competition. Well, I mean, listen, he's been hitting the ball good. He hits the ball, his ball striking numbers at Murphy Village historically have been pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't really Different player now, right? He's a different player now. Like, maybe now he finally believes in himself. I hear guys talk about it all the time. I don't know if that's something that maybe he said in an interview that I haven't heard. Like, maybe he didn't have the self-confidence to think he was, like, you know, I mean, he, like, he was a good enough golfer to be here. But, I mean, Christ, he has to know it by now, right? Like, he has to know that he's uh, he's a top-tier golfer at 8700 He's the same price as Cam Young. He just won three weeks ago. Fuck out of here. Like, I'm taking I'm taking home over Young all day. Okay. All right. Then what about a fade? Uh, so I'm with both of you guys on Connors, but I'm also fading answers because, uh, I, yeah, fuck it. He burnt me last week after I was like, all right, he looked a little healthy at the PGA and there goes regular old answer. He's going to be hold on three, three percent Abe answer. Fine, 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 fine. Uh, all right, fine. I'll fade Neiman. Okay. Mr. Can I, can I talk about the Neiman thing too? Cause that was sure. another guy. So he's, prog- he, I think he has a top 10 here back in his first appearance. He's progressively gotten worse and yep. worse. And I think it's because he's been adding a lot of distance off the tee and maybe sacrificing some accuracy. That might be maybe a little bit why his results have kind of suffered a little bit. I mean, he's always said his iron's great here, but he has been slumping with them over his last couple of tournaments. Maybe that's not enough to overcome. And I think he's drawn 14%, 15% ownership. Yeah, 14%. Maybe that's enough to fade. And he's 105th in fairways gained. And if you're off the fairway here, you're fucked. So okay. fade fucking me. All right, $7,000 range. Kershner, why don't you just give us like three or four guys you like in this range? You know, I'm going to ride Cooch. Uh, oh. he, he's been playing decent. God damn like, why, why can't old man Cooch play well? I know Capper hates when I bring this up, but he, he has made a few cuts recently. No, I was, I was going to, I'm on Cooch too. That's why I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to find somebody else to talk about. You know, he's made a few cuts recently, had some top fives, had the week off after the PGA. Uh, excellent around the green player uh, that might go against uh, Steve's kind of theory um, that around the green games kind of neutralize and maybe that kind of plays into why Cam Smith hasn't played um, unbelievable here. So I think Cooch um, is a good play. Um, I think Cam Tringali can always make a cut. He's a guy, you know, you just put him in, he'll probably be in the six to six. Uh, pretty low floor. Also like Tringali on difficult golf courses, good at the Zozo, uh, was decent at the Farmers. So I think that he has the potential to just get a guy through. Um, someone else really in this range, I don't have anyone super that I'm super high on, but Hoagie. I think this is a horrible golf course for Hoagie. Um, I know he was very popular last week because it was just like a kind of a short positional uh, golf course, but I think he kind of reverts back to the form he had after his Pebble win. And, again, I like Hoagie on a, a shorter course um, where he has a lot of wedges in. I don't know if that's going to be the best spot um, for him. So that would that would be my fade in the range. Capper, what about you? What are three or four guys you like? So I'm with I'm with BK on on Kucher, man. I mean, he was on a, he was on a little heater there uh, for a minute before he got basically t50 that Wells Fargo came back at, at at the Byron and 
I mean, the fact that Kucha even did as well as he did uh, at the PGA um, wasn't a testament to, to what he could do. And this is a course he could definitely win at, at 10% all day. Um, and so I, I, I got to think he's going to be super fucking chalky, right? Like Chris Kirk, like he's going to be uber chalk, right? So I think I'll just wait to see on that. But this is obviously he's got a good course history here. There's T15s and T5. So he's going to be very popular. Um, Aaron Wise? I mean, where is he going to come in at? He was everybody's favorite dialing, like, moving in. And he showed out well at the PGA. Uh, T6 at the Mexico Open does everything pretty well here. He T6 here uh, last year at 7,500. I like that. Um, I can never get, I can, I can never figure out Trigali, man. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can get behind that, but I'm going to go back. I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to, so here's my question. Do I go Lahiri or Fowler? Ricky. Ricky, you think so? Yeah, Ricky's He's showing it, right? Ricky's got some good course history. Decent course history. He was, uh, he was 11th last year. Yeah, and that was shit, Ricky. Well, it was after the PGA, but still, he, he tends to, to play well on this course. Obviously, has a couple top tens back in the day, but 22nd in 2019, 14th in 2018. I, th- I think Rick can, uh, can get, do some damage this week. Yeah. All right. So I'll go, I'll go with him over Lahari. Maybe I'll leave Lahari over, uh, uh for, uh, for another, uh, top 20 bet. Yeah. Uh, you, you can only play Lahiri in rainy TPC courses. I mean, I don't know if that's true. Uh, he, T6 uh, at Wells Fargo, T15 uh, okay, in Mexico. Okay, but well, Wells well, Fargo was a rainy TPC course. That's so true. I, I that's got it. So yeah, yeah. Mexico uh, Open was not. So yeah, I, I'm only Valero. Uh, Valero. T13. No, Mexico, but it, Mexico Open. T13. It wasn't a top ten. So I said top twenty. Thank you, sir. Yeah, but I'm saying like you could. He only plays well on <laughs> rainy TPC courses. Fair enough. Large so sample I, size on that. Large, one. huge sample size. Uh, I'm avoiding my boy the ear. Oh, and by the way, oh, I meant I can't figure out. There's a worse picture of my band Lucas out there. Um, and I can't remember what app it was on. Uh, I was oh, I, it's on uh the uh what's the the Mayo one and done. Holy shit. His picture is terrible on the Mayo one and done. It's worse than his PGA picture. So I want to put that out there for everybody. Want to go get a giggle. Wait a minute. Hold on. So you don't like that Lucas Herbert won on the Euro Tour, the Irish Open at a Jack Nicholas course last year? No, because it's not going to be windy and rainy. And that's when I play. It Lucas wasn't Herbert. windy and rainy there. I don't know why you. Let's go. Winning score was 19 go. under that week. I don't know, man. I don't know. He listen. I was I was I I was right on him on 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 PGA. I only picked my spots with him. This is not a spot I'm picking. I'm just busting up. <laughs> he's he's still he did, bad. He did, do, he did do well here. I think last year though. Oh, did he? I thought. Yeah. I think he did okay. Might have. All right. Go look at him up. Go look at him. Go up. All right. Give your give your losers. All right. All right. Thanks. <laughs> um. Listen. I don't care if Patrick Reed's chalky. This is Patrick Reed. Oh yeah. Like this isn't like 15% Johnny Vegas. This isn't like 15% like <laughs> Seth Straka. Like this is 50% Patrick Reed. And I was on him last week at 100 to 1. He he was in the mix for a little bit. Kind of broke my heart over the weekend, but let's see. His iron's pretty good. Like, you know, we always know he's good around the greens here. Puts well this place too. This actually is a golf course that he's actually has gained a lot of strokes off the tee as well for whatever reason. Maybe just off, you know, off the tee kind of fits his eye. Always sits pretty well tee to green at this place. I'm going to keep riding him even at 7,900 bucks. Um, I threw up my mouth a little bit. I didn't like this range at all. I threw up my mouth a little bit. I kind of gravitated towards Ricky and then you guys started talking about him. That means that actually makes me feel worse. Um, <laughs> well, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> well, look, like the course history is pretty good. I think he's got what, like, Four top twenties in the last mm-hmm. five or something like that. He's been hitting the ball a little better lately. Um, I mean, he his iron and ball string kind of went to hell last week. I don't know if that's kind of a sign of things that come like it's bad Rick all of a sudden. But listen, top thirty at the PGA, top thirty at what Wells Fargo. I don't know. I mean, I'm not playing like, him. Don't worry. I was just trying to get okay. get some get some good vibes over to Capra. I'm not <laughs> playing Rick. <laughs> all right, so he, he's, he's sub ten percent. He's, he's at 7200 bucks, we finished in the top 40. I think you're happy. And I think that's kind of reasonable for him. So I'll play him. And then, Capper, what do you think about Seawood this week? He's in oh, the ball like okay. Hit the ball okay. Yeah. He's, his course history isn't terrible. It's fine. He's got some yeah, top 20s less. Yeah, it's fine. I just, like, we used to like him for his ceiling, right? Well, he top 10 to you last year. Yeah, he did. I mean, what, what I'm worried about is he was doing well for – 
a while. And then last two starts is cut T60s. This like slumping blow up. I'm going to withdraw halfway through the second round because I'm playing like shit. That's that's always, that's always the case. Is this like, I'm going to grind out like a top 30 finish on a course I've been okay at. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, he's been bad since fucking since April. Yeah. He's been okay. bad since April. I mean, listen, I don't hate like putting him in some, but if I'm like single or three entry, no, thank you. I'll pass. All right. I mean, I guess at that point, fuck, do I eat the chocolate Aaron Wise? I don't know if I want to do that. I, uh, okay, Aaron Wise, like the thing is, is that like, I think at most you're going to get a T35. Like at most. Like I just feel like he never finishes strong. Like, he never finds his way into the top 20. And again, $7,000 guy, I think that's fine, the T35, but I just, at following him and just seeing where he is on the leaderboard a lot, like, I just do not see the upside normally. I think that he'll find his way into the top 10 early and then just kind of consistently fade um, over the weekend. Uh, what about Jason Day's ownership? Because he... For a, for a few years, he was really bad at Murfield, but actually the last couple he's been decent. Although, I'm looking at that 2020 number. That's when he had that like weird period where he just was really good for about three months, and then I think I hurt again. And I don't know if I want to go back to him. All right. I might have to keep digesting this range <laughs> a little bit. I know I like, I know I like Reed. I think I like Ricky. And then everything else, I'm kind of befuddled what to go with, so. Steve, what do you think about, I know you're not on Twitter, so I just kind of like want to give you like some inside info as to what's going on. A lot of P. Reed, U.S. Open 125 to 1 buzz going on. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know <laughs> if I like that for Brookline. Okay. Uh, you don't like it just a scrambling bastard? I guess I could see it. I mean, quick, look, like, quick I, early, like, quick early, like, who do you like for Brooklyn, like, right now? So, all right, I, I will say this, and maybe this is an embarrassing thing. They'll probably get an angry text message from Andy Lack, but there was a little bit of Beth Page vibes I got to looking at Brookline and just kind of like how aesthetically where, where some of the greens are just kind of like on an island, just kind of yes. like in an oasis of just rough and fescue. And, and bonkers and elevated, yeah. yes. Exactly. So, and I know he's he won a Fast Cup event there, but I guess maybe I could see it. <laughs> like, I mean, it would have to be like, like everyone is struggling with the ball striking that week. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think he would need really firm conditions where all the balls are running out to the rough. And then everybody's missing greens because nobody's going to hack out. But then at that point, maybe I want a power hitter. I don't know. I, I guess I would have to digest it a little bit. I I kind of could see it, though, but I don't know if I'm there yet. And I don't think the number is going to move, unless he does something this week. I don't know if the number is going to move past, like, 75, 80 at that point. Yeah, anyway. I mean, but you picked him yeah. in your seven-kid spot. Like, he's going to play well this week. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, then I guess he's going to get something going. I guess I'm monitoring the odds then. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, why don't we take our break and then we'll finish out, uh, DFS pricing. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Listen, uh, we're also brought to you guys by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is in this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG1? You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day, right? The special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things and it costs you less than three bucks a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supp- supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, let's go dumpster diving. Uh, Capper, kick it off. Who are some guys you like in this range? All right, so Rom does well here, right, Steve? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, I don't mind Palmer here, man. He came in second two years ago. He's been playing okay. He hasn't been playing great, but he's been playing okay. He's 6,900. It just matters his ownership right now. He T5'd at Byron Nelson, T40 um, last week at the Schwab. Like, whatever. I'm fine with it. Um, I, I, I guess who's the chalk in it? Is it Steele? Brennan Steele. <laughs> 
right? Like, get the fuck out Wait, of here. Where, where is that coming from? Courses. I mean, courses. Ninth at the PGA? Yeah. No, so, thank you. So just riding he's, that? He's made his last six cuts at Memorial. Yeah. Like, what could go wrong? Like, what could go Brian, wrong with Chop Steele? Brandon Steele. Like, oh, these are the plays that win you GPPs. Come yeah. on. Absolutely. So, uh, definitely not him. And listen, I, I was barely on Twitter today and I saw Steele a numerous, like, I was like, what is happening? Like, what, like, I couldn't, couldn't understand what was going on. Um, so, I mean, I'm fine with, like, if you want to go, like, course history, like, Strabble's got good course history. He just got cut, but he fucking blows, but he looks like he's going to be fucking chalked too. Uh, Doug Gim is a disaster. Uh, Vegas, eh, just cause he's my, like, I play him all the time, but he's, he hasn't played here in like fucking four years. Um, the gala, like why not like bet the talent at 6,500? He played here, got uh, T32 last year. Uh, I know he's been a little messy lately, but I mean, at the talent at this level, I feel like that's a really good price point for him. Um, I mean, he's made. Uh, I guess 57. Yeah, what happened to him over the weekend? He looked a lot better until maybe he had a bad Sunday too. I don't know. Whatever, man. Tigala at 6,500. And then I went all the way to the bottom. Um, Bo Hogue. Columbus guy. <laughs> Columbus guy, right? And all right. he's got a good course history here. Like, I mean, he, he's 6K. He's 6K. I mean, he T13 last year. I mean, the unstoppable force of his course history meets the immovable object is atrocious. Atrocious recent, but if you actually go look, so here, right? So let me pull it up. So oh, we're, okay. All right, let's go. Let's go All right. look. All right. So if you go look, right, it didn't matter how he was. Wait, was this the guy? All right. So hold on. Yeah. So it didn't matter how he was playing. So last year, coming into the morning before his T thirteen, he had one, two, three, four, five, six missed cuts, and then a sixty six at the Byron Nelson T thirteen, and then. The, uh, the other year was the same way. I'm not scrolling all the fuck away down because I have to, yes, you skipped the year. But it's the same thing. He's coming in a terrible form. T13. Dude, he's 6K. I don't give, like, if he makes the fucking cut, it'll be a miracle. Like, but I'll, whatever. 6K. That'll be fun. Okay. I'd like to throw one of the, like, Adam Shank last week, who almost, almost made the cut, sir. He oh, missed, yeah. Adam Shank, that was a bad idea. He missed it by one. Yeah, but, like, just like. He was close, uh, like, to fucking some of those I, guys. I feel like any time, like, like okay, like a min price Adam Shank, he shouldn't be min priced. Like that's like pretty high owned. Like that's just a recipe. He was like one percent owned. What are you talking about? Erroneous, erroneous, erroneous. Nothing. That he was not one percent. Oh. Uh, let me let me. I'll pull up my. Go ahead. You talk amongst yourselves, and I'll fucking pull up last week. Uh, go to the tw- go to the just go to the twenty max or the one fifty mini max. No, I'm looking right now. All right, you want me to just go break down the six thousand hour range, you guys? All right, okay. Uh, so we just talked about Brendan Steele being popular. Um, a guy I kind of like at the same price, Pat Perez. Showed some signs of life last week with a T12 finish. Been playing, I think he had t- top 40 at the Byron Nelson too. Hitting the ball pretty well, T to green lately. And got, he just turns out a lot of cuts in Memorial. He hasn't missed a cut at the Memorial since 2007. He's made 13 straight cuts there. What could possibly go wrong? So, Pat Perez, listen, he's got like 4% of well, everybody's... He did good over the weekend, field. too. He did, he did. So, I'll go with Perez there. Um, Danny Willett also kind of has been pretty good. 6200 bucks here. He's got three top 40 finishes. He's hitting the ball okay. He's got, you know, a T16, the British Masters. Um, what else has he been doing lately? Uh, T51 at Harbortown, T12 at the Masters, T36 at Corrales. I mean, he missed the cut of the Byron Nelson, but that was a birdie fest. Maybe, you know... A, Type of track where, you know, par is a pretty good score, grind it out. Maybe that's a little more is seen. I kind of like it at 6,200 bucks. I mean, Chad Ramey has been okay. He's kind of demonstrating that at some of these courses where you got to keep the ball out of the rough and, you know, in play off the tee, he's been pretty good. I mean, T27 last week at Charles Schwab, he can't really be in that Bermuda rough. That made it pretty tough. T21 at TPC Potomac, that is kind of like a good, like, comparison to what we're going to expect this week. Uh, so I kind of like going back to Ramey this week. I think he might play pretty well here again. Yeah. And then I want to note one thing. So Matthew Neesmith, he should be good here. He's been dog shit. He's missed the cut every single time he's played here in three appearances. I think it's just hard to miss the cut four straight times at a tournament you go play at 6400 bucks. Just a hunch he makes the weekend for a 6-6. Six to six. So, all right. Kirshner, what about you? 1.97, Kirshner. 1.97. 
Yeah, I mean, that's like 2%. Like, round up 2% and then price. Like, you know, people were talking about it. He was getting some juice in the circles I run in. Uh, But it's okay. He missed the cut. You know, it it was a fine play. Um, You totally stole Danny Willett from me. That was, like, my guy that I I wanted to talk about, uh, given that he has some pretty great course history here and that he's been percolating recently. So I'm with you on um, 2016 Masters champion uh, Danny Willett. I I think that's a a good play. Um, Another guy that I'm just going to ride the recent form. I'm just going to ride his results last week. And Scott Stallings at 6'9". He can do it two weeks in a row. He's a very volatile player. Like, he goes on a little bit of a run, misses a couple cuts, but then he comes back down um, to earth, uh, you know, Talked, you know, massively about a, a Valspar comp, Steve. 16th there, followed up with the 13th uh, the next week. You know, I think Scott Stallings, he's hungry. He, he's, he's looking to keep his tour card. He wants to ride the finisher last week. So Scott Stallings and Danny Willett will be my guys down here um, in the 6K range, and I'll, I'll be playing them. Is, is St- Stallings is the jack dude that used to be good, right? Yeah, he has a mustache. He, he was in like every single bunker last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. He was good out of the fucking bunkers last week. Got to be good out of the bunkers. Yeah. Too. All right. All right. Outright time. Kershaw, you go first. You got any outrights you got laid down already? Yeah. So like this is like the ultimate. I'm just betting my guy week. Like I'm just betting my guys. I'm betting my guys that I've been betting and I'm betting my favorite golfers this week because at the end of the day, I'm going to pick losers. So like I might as well pick losers that I can live with. So we're going to go Cam Smith. 22 to 1. We're going to go, um, Shane Lowry, 25 to 1. We're going to go, Will Zalatoris, 34 to 1. And then Cam Young, 40 to 1. Find me a chalkier card. Find me a better card. Find me better guys that are playing well right now. One of those is going to win also all with a top five on them because I think they will be in the mix. But that's my outright card. Okay. All right. Capper, what about you? I only got three because I was fucking in Orlando with shitty service. Uh, I'm on Morikawa because I, uh, I got him at 24. I got Decky at 30, and I got Will Z at 32 so far. Okay. All right. Well, I also had Morikawa, and you got a better number than me. I got him at 22. Fuck yeah, baby. I, I said I just – I was going to bet Morikawa at – if it was over 20, I was going to bet it. I didn't care. It is the same so, thing. There's that. Uh, I also am on Cam Young at 40. Um, I just think he's been playing too good recently. And, like, I noticed, too, I think, like, leading up to when Cantley won the real win, by the way, not the fake win last year, he had, like, three straight top tens heading into the Memorial, and he finally just beat down the door. Maybe Cam Young can finally do that here. And, you know, he's really improved around the green. He's really improved his iron play, too. Um, what's actually been kind of bad is his putting. Um, maybe that's the case where, you know, like a guy who's maybe struggled a little bit with the putter. I know he gained to the PGA, but he lost a million strokes at Potomac. He lost two billion strokes at the Masters. You know, maybe this is one where you can kind of turn around. Uh, came here at 40. Uh, I bet Sungjae at 41 to 1, just kind of banking on maybe the fact he's actually hitting his irons good this time around. Maybe he actually put together a solid ball striking performance. 41 to 1 on him. And then I'm considering some others. Uh, I'm considering Hovland 24 to 1, just kind of a hunch that maybe everybody just struggles around the green and he just hits a ton of greens and keeps the ball in play and gets hot with a putter. That's consideration. Um, I have the Zalatoris 35 to 1 bookmarked at this point. I bookmarked. have. Mine already got steamed down. With. Well, I mean, I can, I can cash out if I want to. I'm probably going to keep it because I, I think the number is good. I'm a little con, can I say this about Zalatoris? I'm a little concerned that I don't see a ton of success on golf courses where like it's important to keep the ball in the fairway. The only one I can really find is Southwind. Other than that, though, a lot of his best finishes have been one where, like, it doesn't really matter if he hit in the rough. So that's concerning, but I think just banking on his talent, I don't know, I kind of like the number. We'll see. Um, Chasing the win. Like, which is just chase the win. I know. It's okay. I know. Um, (laughs) Mito at 55 and Riley at 60 also are on my radar. I don't know if I'm going to get there on either. So I'm probably going to add one, maybe two of those. And 
Riley got Riley's steamed to shit on both of my books. By the way, one of my locals hasn't updated. I think he, maybe he died over the fucking weekend. There's no golf. There's no nothing. There's still a pending balance. I have no idea what happened. Like nothing's updated. I'm frustrated because I go to him for because my other local hangs even terrible fucking numbers. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't we take another break and then we'll uh, close out the show. All right. Well, maybe he's just using IP Vanish because did you know that browsing online doesn't uh, using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without ad security, you might as well give away all your private data. Tack is advertises your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, including your Fire Stick. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online without using IP Vanish. And they're offering incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free, all you math geniuses out there. IP Vanish, super easy to use, and all you got to do is, protect, is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trust. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right. Kirshner, thank you for coming on the pod tonight. We really appreciate it. Do you got anything to plug before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I'll be uh, on doing TIB this uh, tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. And uh, I'll plug my Twitter after Zalatoris uh, wins this week by eight strokes. And uh, I'll be <laughs> celebrating a massive wow. ticket. So, look, I, I mean, Steve, what is your take on, like, is he just going to be a major guy? Like, is this close enough? Like, is he just going to be really good in the majors, but eh, in every other event, like, other than, like, the Farmers? Like, do you think this is a big enough event for him? No, I mean, look, like, I think the blueprint is he's got to go to places where, I think his putting deficiencies are a little masked, and this has been historically a place where guys can just go and have a good week on the greens. I think guys have to putt very defensively here. I mean, look, I mean, Morikawa has just as bad putting woes, too, as Zalatoris sometimes, and he gains a lot of strokes putting here. So if Zalatoris can have just a good putting, we kind of look at the Masters. I mean, he can do well. I, I, I think, I mean, my concern is just the off-the-tee thing, like, Guys who tend to do well here tend to hit about 60% of their fairways on average. He hits about 55. So that's the only thing I can, like, he, I, I, I worry about him off the tee this week a little bit, kind of spraying it. So, but listen, he, he's due for a win at some point. If he drives the ball well, then I think he's definitely live, but he's, he's just has, he's got to drive the ball well this week. Okay. Got nothing else to plug, Brian? Yeah, obviously my article that I put out every Tuesday. I would assume if you're listening well, that's, to this. Yeah, they know that. I'm just, I, listen, you're fucking all over Twitter. You got shit no, all not. over the place. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm literally just vibing. I'm just, like, ready for, you know, the U.S. Open. Uh, oh. We'll plug that Steve and I are going to link up at next year's PGA Championship in uh, Rochester. Oh, Love all it. right. That's Love breaking it. news. <laughs> yeah, why? Well, I mean, it's like, like a garage buddy. It's the, I, if, I will say in the garage down. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's like a six-hour drive from me. A PGA Championship. Yeah, that's Get a no Willie Z win. Like I'm pumped. It'll be good. <laughs> uh, I'm get, Oak Hill is not the place for Will's Alatorres. What? Why not? No, it's not. <laughs> Wait, no, like, gen, like genuinely, what's the vibe of Oak Hill? It's 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 a shorter track. It's narrow. Although they did do a lot of work to it. Um, it's not a bomber's paradise though. That's definitely more of like a. It's like a mini version of like Murfield Village a little bit. So, but okay, well, we'll see. It, I mean, they it, did take they did take it out a lot of trees. They did do some work to it. Um, I don't know. It seems like more like a like a Fitzpatrick like shorterish type of guy. And you think it's going to play really difficult? Like, do you think it'll be playing as hard as Southern Hills or what? I think. I mean, historically, the winning score has been around. Like, I know back in two thousand three, it was like four under, but that's because it was yeah. mega firm. Uh, we got some rain here in twenty thirteen. I think the winning score was like ten under. I think some of the changes they made to it, I think around the green and the greens are going to be a little trickier, but they took out a lot of trees. So that actually might encourage guys to be a little more aggressive off the tee. Doesn't so, it not even matter because it's going to be frozen cold and they're going to move it? Oh, stop. That actually, well, <laughs> that may happen. 
Okay. Well, we'll see. But it, listen, it was 80 degrees the week of the, uh, it was actually warmer here than it was in Tulsa. Well, there you go. They played, so there yeah. you go. There you go, see? Global warming, baby. Let's go. Listen, global warming works for Florida. I wasn't sweating my balls off until about a week ago. And usually, miserable down here. Okay. Anyway. All right, Brian. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Steve, anything else from you, brother? No, that's it. Um, I'll have actually two podcasts tomorrow. Yep. Uh, you won't be here. I will so be. I'm going to have to figure out what to do with those. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, tune in tomorrow. Uh, maybe I'll have a guess. Maybe I won't. <laughs> so we'll see. Surprise, surprise. Exactly. So, yeah. My daughter's graduating high school. Uh, so I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be out tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I'll, uh, I'll try to be on, uh, Twitter and Slack throughout the week. Uh, I'll post, still post my betting article, uh, cause my editor's an asshole and constantly rides me about it. Uh, so I'll definitely do that. And then, uh, other than that, fucking, uh, good luck tomorrow night with the, sh- with the show, Steve. And, uh, break them fucking books. Let's go. 